Welcome to the Indoors Podcast. I am your host, Asher Korn. This project was created at the height of social distancing to give a voice to local artists and bands to share their stories in their own words and to find ways we can all continue to help support each other. All artists featured on this podcast submitted a sample of their music and a small bio about themselves. On this episode, I interview Billy from Deadbeat, a straight-edge hardcore band from Fort Collins. They formed in 2019, and their first EP, My Devotion, was self-released in January of this year. The vinyl version is out now. Members of Deadbeat operate a DIY booking operation for hardcore punk metal shows in Fort Collins called Hardcore in the Fort. Since the outbreak of COVID-19, they have had to cancel or postpone shows involving local and touring groups. Quote, Money invested in these shows and the promise of the earnings for us and other bands have offset our ability to produce more merchandise, record new music, or repair gear. End quote. The single, My Devotion, is up next, followed by an interview with Billy. Every day, 
My name is Billy. I am a senior, technically a senior at CSU. I had transferred in after doing some time in college as a audio engineer, and I transferred to CSU as a geoscience major. So all my credits mean just about nothing. So being a senior on paper is cool, <laughs> but I'll be on, I'll be on campus for a few years. I play guitar in a local hardcore band called Deadbeat, and on top of that, I also do concert promotion on the internet uh, i guess you just look it up it's called hardcore in the fort and what i do is i reach out to all of the different live music venues which anyone who's been in fort collins knows is a ton and then i build relationships with those so that way i can book shows for touring bands local bands my band pretty much anyone that fits my style of music, which is hardcore, metal, punk music. In your form, you describe Deadbeat as straight edge hardcore. Would you be able to define that a little more? Absolutely. So Deadbeat is four people. All of us are a little bit older than most of the local crowd of hardcore music. I'm the youngest at 29 years old. Uh, our oldest member is almost 40. And between all four of us, we all adhere to what's called the straight edge lifestyle. And that's something that was created in the 1980s through the hardcore music scene. And all it really means is that the four of us have decided to forego drug use, alcohol use for the rest of our lives. And what makes straight edge different from just sobriety is its relationship to the genre of music and how back in the 80s, punk rock music was dominated by kids who put up a middle finger to authority and just wanted to get loaded on booze and be a little self-destructive and kind of just say F it. And then some, some bands came around and thought, you know, this isn't punk at all. You know, I'm going to keep doing this i'm gonna keep playing this music but i don't i don't care for getting drunk that doesn't make me feel good i don't care for getting high because it's just not it just isn't for me and i have no interest in it and so a band called minor threat ended up writing a song about how they felt and that song was called straight edge and it ultimately against uh against the will of the band blew up into something that's global you know i've i've traveled all over the world from japan and to australia and i've met straight edge people all over the planet and it's and it's really cool because we're able to know nothing about each other maybe not even speak the same language but you see the t-shirt and he sees my t-shirt or she sees my t-shirt and it's just like okay we instantly have something in common and it's just it's just a, a name for the way certain people think you know you're just you just think this way and if you do and you listen to hardcore music and you you believe in the tenets then you just you can choose to adopt this title and then since everyone in my band has chosen to adopt this title we decided that our hardcore band was going to focus on that message that's what separates a straight edge hardcore band from a regular hardcore band is that we chose that if we're going to if we're going to align a message with our music, it would be a positive, different type of outlook in life that didn't revolve around the glamorization of alcohol consumption, drug use. I know a lot of people that identify as straight edge, but I've never really met the musical area of that because it is a very widespread and it's really cool to hear that like in music as well, especially in, I think, a scene that's very misunderstood by a lot of people 
Because hardcore stuff, people I know just tend to be like, oh, scared of it. It's abrasive. Absolutely. It is abrasive. abrasive. (laughs) And I'll be the first to admit it. Do you ever feel like Deadbeat outside of that? straight edge sphere ever gets like a bad rep or anything like actually that. the funny thing is given the town that is fort collins a town that is very much epicentered around for if, for people who are outside of colorado they think of fort collins as oh that's where anheuser-busch is or that hey my favorite brewery new belgium they're from fort collins or odell's pretty good and that's where they're from moving here for school I realized that, man, there's a there's a pretty big industry for bars. There's a pretty big industry for beer in general. And it's kind of a Colorado thing. You know, you have you have like your really well made, respectable craft beer that people pour their heart and soul into and, and it really means something to them. And am I offending them by just the way I live my life? And it's it's one of those things like you never want to I never want to offend somebody. And so in the beginning, it was kind of interesting. We were like pretty skeptical about how things would go. And so we kept it a secret. And the four of us started practicing at Higher Grounds here in Fort Collins. And the staff at Higher Grounds has been just so amazing from the beginning. They were they were there for our very first practice and all the way up until when we entered the blasting room and, and recorded our record. And so we were a little worried, you know, Colorado was also that that trailblazing uh, legalization of marijuana state, which a lot of people think like, oh, if you're from Colorado, like obviously you get high. <laughs> and so we we got met with some side eye, maybe not intentionally, but when we started kind of saying, yeah, we're a hardcore band. And then people were like, oh, you know, that's cool. What do you guys do? Like, you know, are you vegans? Are you? And then someone was like, hey, are you guys straight edge? And our bass player, Tony, who's a institution in the town of Fort Collins. My man my man was born here like 40 years ago. <laughs> he uh, He's worked every bar. He's bartended. He worked at Illegal Pete's. And so all of these bar, and he doesn't drink. And so all of these bartenders know Tony and they love Tony. And so it was like, we lucked out. Everybody thought, you know what? People just like Tony, cool. We love Tony. We love you guys too. Spread that message. And it and it was surprising. It was surprising that we had bartenders come to our shows and have a great time with us. And it was all through who we knew kind of thing. Because we don't we we've always made a point to not act better than anybody, you know. I like like an example, Tony being straight edge for 30 plus years or, or 20 plus years, and he works as a bartender if if need be because it's just the industry, you know, service industry is huge in this town. And and so we kind of got that pass. And a lot of people looked at us like, okay, yeah, they're a straight edge band. Their message is, is whatever, but the music's cool. And so it was it was nice. They, we got a lot of the town to come out and enjoy the music anyway. We've had phenomenal hometown shows that have just been uh, buck wild for potentially four of maybe I'd say six and that's me being generous six straight edge people in the entire northern Colorado area and we're four of them and people are still coming out having a great time with us so it's been it's been really cool that's awesome yeah do you want to talk a little bit about the music that was submitted yes I believe we submitted the song, My Devotion. That's the name of the EP that we recorded at the Blasting Room. And the whole thing is actually pretty cool. I wrote a riff. I'm by no means a guitar player. When I started writing, when I started playing music at like 14 or 15, I started with the drums. 
And I had been playing drums in punk bands and hardcore bands since then. It wasn't until I went to school for audio engineering that I was like, you know what, I'm gonna buy a guitar and I'm gonna learn like four chords so I could piece together something just so I could go home and practice recording. Here I am years later playing with an actual band and, and entering the Blasting Room Studios during the exact same time. I don't know if I'm legally allowed to say this, but we were there when Rise Against was in there and like hanging out, like us in Studio A, them in Studio B, hanging out in between takes and stuff. And so one day I sat down and just wrote this riff and I was like, this is cool. And I didn't, I wasn't going to show it to anybody. And then I guess I accidentally ended up leaking the audio while trying to show them a different riff I was recording. And our vocalist, Zach, was like, that, go back, go back to that right now. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know what it is, but I want to, I want to master, like, we want, we're going to write this. We're going to write that riff. We're going to write an entire song around that riff. And we're going to, and we're going to do it right now. So we, you know, we sat down as a band and we, we pumped out what eventually would become the song, My Devotion. And I think that was the point where as a band, we all looked at each other and we're just like, we're going to record. We're going to we're going to put out an album. We're going to we're not just going to do shows like this is this is too much fun. We're having too much fun doing this and for us being in bands over decade like combined, you know, decades of bands between us, we were just like this. This is this is a hit and I really and I was really excited about it. Zach, our vocalist, he is a he he was formerly of a hardcore a straight edge hardcore band from los angeles known as fight everyone and fight everyone was they had achieved a level of fame that was absolutely respectable and they were out on one of the most iconic hardcore record labels of all time so i absolutely grew up idolizing that band and thinking hey that guy's pretty cool so to grow up meet him in real life and then to think like yo dude let's make a you know let's make a straight edge hardcore band maybe in vain of fight everyone but you know doing it doing it a new our own way and so the lyrics to my devotion are very much akin to the songs that were written back in those fight everyone days as well as kind of like where we are now i want to say the opening lyrics are straight edge a life of purity no judging no judging others this is my serenity it's a interesting because a lot of straight edge songs can come across as very preachy and almost call to actiony maybe with intention to kind of say my way or the highway kind of thing and when we go when we play shows and we're playing with no other straight edge bands or or we're just like in between our songs kind of just saying what we're about saying doing our due, due diligence and explaining our piece it always leads up to my devotion you know as being like hey i'm not here to to change the world i'm i'm here to make my life and the life of those around me a little bit easier and you know and this is what i have to say about it and then cue you know my devotion and it came out and it, it was just it was just exactly how we wanted it to sound and now when i look back on the recording of it i'm like yeah that's that's how we that's how we envisioned it when we sat down to write having just a sample and having something you've been working on and then having that become the full length song is always so cool and more organic in the process of creating because it's like yeah this is people agree that this is cool this isn't like terribly perfected or rehearsed it is just genuinely something awesome and we're gonna like play around with this and make it better absolutely you know i i'm gonna embarrass myself but when we were in the blasting room, I had, for whatever reason, convinced my wife to dye my hair 
bright green. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> and I'm I was like 28 years old. Like this was not long ago. This was months ago. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's dye my hair green. And my wife is super on board about it. So I enter the recording studio and Bill Stevenson, who owns the recording studio, he's a fa- he's a world famous drummer. He's with bands like All and The Descendants. And he played back in the day with bands like Black Flag, which are globally famous bands. So he, li- he lives here in Fort Collins. He owns his recording studio at The Blasting Room. So just, I walked into that. I've got tattoos on my body of bands that were recorded at the Blasting Room, of albums that were recorded at the Blasting Room. So I walked in there pretty speechless. I just sat down with the auto engineer, Dylan Brown. That guy just made everything just so. You guys are here to to write a record. We're here to get paid. Like, let's have, let's just have fun, whatever. Like coffee's nonstop being brewed. During one of those in-between tracks, I think it was the, the drum tracking day, I was sitting on a couch playing my guitar riffs so that way our drummer could hear it through his headphones and and do his his drum track and halfway through the day i decided to go refill my cup of coffee for like the 80th time and rise against or members of rise against had been in their studio working with bill on music and so i didn't think anyone would be in the kitchen and so admittedly and embarrassingly, I walked into the kitchen with like two knuckles deep into a nose trying to pull out a booger. <laughs> Absolutely admit that I was. So here's this green, here's this green haired weirdo with two knuckles deep in a nostril. And I was wearing a t-shirt that had like a swastika on it with a big red circle and a line through it. And it said like F racism on the back. And so they're just like, who is this, you know, no effects looking weirdo <laughs> and so i that was my introduction you know with my finger still on my nose i looked over at them i was like oh what's up guys <laughs> oh that's incredible i filled up my coffee cup and ran back in the studio <laughs> that's uh, a great origin story that's so good <laughs> also punk rock a hundred percent yeah i hope I think they respected it. (laughs) So I did want to ask a little bit about how have everyone in Deadbeat been affected by the the changing world, the rise of quarantine and social distancing? It's been tough. It's been really tough. You know, my my wife flew out to California in February for a wedding for a close friend, and she's been there ever since. It's it's really hard for her to get back. It's really difficult because when she does get back, I'm forced into a quarantine period at work. So it's one of those things where we have to really plan her coming back around some time that I can lose work because missing hours is missing a paycheck, you know. For me, it's been a little interesting learning how to do school from home, learning how to work back and forth between an office and my home while maintaining some normalcy in my life every night my wife and i try to log on to animal crossing on switch because it's just a killer game and she'll visit my island and then i'll go visit her island (laughs) and that's just how we've been spending yeah spending time together and then the singer my van zach he's actually he owns a gym called pursuit in windsor and it's a like 2000 square foot training facility and like nutrition facility he he had to close his doors and he had monthly memberships that that's that's his livelihood that's his job he he opens a facility and pays a lot of money for that equipment and that space so people can come and he can help them shed 100 plus pounds you know he went from being 
over 300 and something pounds to being just shredded and dedicating his life to helping other people do the same. And so it's really difficult for him. And he's also the co-owner of Cycle Bar in Fort Collins. And him and his and his girlfriend, who that who's the co-owner of Cycle Bar, it's just been tough trying to find creative ways to maintain your business, knowing that by law, no one can enter it. On top of the fact that they have children to raise and a mortgage to pay and car payments to make, those two have made an inspirational tale out of this, the way that they've overcome and figured it out and like continued to make it work. It's, it's, it's outstanding, but it's difficult and it's, and you really want things to work fast so you can watch your friend go back to succeeding, watch them open the doors. And, and it's starting to sound like that could be a possibility soon where he, he could open his gyms and he can open cycle bar and just limit the amount of people that are inside and, and maybe maintain perimeter around each bike at cycle bar or around each equipment at pursuit. Uh, hopefully he can get back to absolutely transforming people's lives. The, the before and after pictures of some of his clients are unreal. And then Tony's been doing, he's, he's the most resourceful guy in the world. Although the bars are closed and he can't work his weekend nights he uh, he actually works at Mary's Mountain Cookies, which is probably the least hard place in all of Fort Collins for a guy with tattoos and like straight edge tattoos all over his body to work. But I'll admit, Tony's the number one greatest cookie salesman on the planet, and he's crushing it. And if anyone uh, and if anyone knows who I'm talking about, they know. Oh yeah, that's that's Mary's Mountain Man himself right there. So Mary's Mountain Cookies figured it out. They got there. I believe they're running this contactless point of purchase better than anyone. And so he's he's crushing the cookie game. <laughs> I guess you could say. Get that cookie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he is slanging cookies <laughs> hard. I our drummer Ryan is a personal banker. He works. Uh, I can't remember the exact. It's like First National Bank or something like that. But he works at a bank, and they. So he's an essential worker. He actually, I don't know, I don't want to get him in trouble, but he kind of tipped us off to everything way before the news was saying anything. He sent us a picture of a legal document that the that the bank had made him saying like this individual is is seriously important, like don't don't pull him over or arrest him for being out. And we were thinking like how how martial law is this about to get that they had to yeah. give you that? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I think that was just them being paranoid and going a little above and beyond just in case, but yeah, so he he's a banker and he's been he's been doing good. He's he's engaged to be to be wed to uh, an amazing woman named Carly and they have this amazing new house together in Loveland. He's the only member of Deadbeat that no longer lives in Fort Collins. And so he's he's soon to be stepped out of two. He's he's amazing and there's nothing that can bring that guy down. He's just uh he's just a positive rock and he's been he's been really doing well and it's been it's been good because Carly's a teacher and so it's been really hard for her in all of this. So she's she stays at home and like videos a lot. But I got them on that uh Animal Crossings too, so now I can now they can come visit my island. Oh, that's pretty great! <laughs> Congratulations, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's been it's been a whole lot of improvising and adapting through through all of our group chat is constantly like, yeah, man, like you got this, you you or hey, like I can't I can't wait for this to lift so we can go like band practice or I can't wait 
for you guys to hear this. Like, I can't wait to meet up. And it's just been super positive. We're already planning movie nights and stuff. Oh, that's so wholesome. Yeah, we're going to look. I mean, if you look at a picture of us on social media, we look intimidating. (laughs) (laughs) The tattoos and beards and stuff. But honestly, Ryan and Zach are fathers. Well, Ryan's a stepdad, but that still counts. They're fathers. Me and and Tony are are probably the most happy-go-lucky guys. You know, like, we're just we're just really approachable people, even if we don't look like it. Uh, I do remember the mountain, the Mary's Mountain cookie. I remember uh, this one guy, like, killing it at the register, and he made me get, I think, a uh, cookie and an extra thing of ice cream because he was so good. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want this. And so I feel like that was him. And it's like, yeah. That's Tony. Hand, hand and neck tattoos. I think he's got a face tattoo. Um and a beard. He might not have had a beard when, but yeah. If if you were if you were suckered into buying more, you got Tony. Tony, absolutely. What is the best way to continue supporting Deadbeat? And if you have any advice for the local music scene as a whole? So Deadbeat is actually. Uh, I talked about our record that we recorded at the Blasting Room. That's being pressed on two separate colors of seven inch vinyl. There's going to be a, a clear blue out of 150 copies and like a clear or like a transparent red out of 100 copies. There's going to be some cassette tapes and, and limited t-shirts. Hardcore in the Fort, that that agency that I use to promote concerts and, and book shows is also a DIY record label. So I, I look... I specifically go out of my way and I'm trying to encourage this whole new generation of bands and I'm I'm using my own resources to get these records pressed and and it's all starting right here right now with with this Deadbeat EP. Very soon there's going to be a lot of really cool bundles like test press bundles uh, that are going to include a test pressing, both variations of the vinyl, a cassette, and that limited edition T-shirt. I think the T-shirt I only ordered like 50 of them, and and they're pretty they're pretty hard. <laughs> and so there's only going to be so many of these. I think there's only like two test press. Like if you go on Bandcamp, if you go on X Deadbeat X, uh, Bandcamp.com, our EP's up there right now. You can purchase it digitally. Uh, if you buy a pre-order, that's going to come with a download code for our music as well. We are on Spotify. If you have Spotify, uh, otherwise, as soon as physically possible, I plan on getting as many shows going as possible, as soon as safe, as much all ages, do-it-yourself, punk, hardcore metal shows going on. If I have to put it on in someone's basement, I promise you we're going to keep this music going, keep these shows going. There is an individual out there named named Blasty. That's like his his street name. And he he ran a DIY music venue called Blast and Scraps here in Fort Collins that ultimately saw its own demise due to landlord issues. My biggest thing that I can vouch for is what that man does is so wholesome and so unbelievably good for live music and just for like artists everywhere. Go on Facebook or something if you if you feel inclined and look up Blast and Scraps and just help that guy in any way possible. When when shows are happening again or anything, uh, if you just need a T-shirt made, like I encourage you to have Blasty do it. He uses I think the I think his motto is used unless absolutely necessary. Everything he uses is a is used so it it doesn't add to waste or in a landfill and the only reason he'll buy something brand new is if he absolutely has to to finish a project if you want screen printed shirts and he doesn't have enough 
plain white t-shirts, for example, he'll go buy the new ones. And then if he needs more ink that he doesn't have from a secondhand uh, come up, he'll go buy the ink. But he produces great things. He does great things for artists. And I think that uh, Blast and Scraps, when it finds the ability to storefront itself again, it's going to be huge for this town. All right. That is a wonderful resource to know. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Indoors Podcast. I want to give a huge thank you to Billy for being a charismatic and wonderful guest. I had to edit a lot of our interview down, but I truly enjoyed meeting him, and I feel like I made a new friend because of this series. Deadbeats Vinyl, My Devotion, is out now and available for sale on their Bandcamp. Thank you to KCSU, and a huge thank you to you for the continued support of this series.